We made it, guys. 50 episodes of the Mike Janella Show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in. I'm Mike, your host, obviously. I can't believe we made this milestone. I am pumped. And I was racking my brain for so long to think of who would be the perfect guest for my 50th show. I thought about doing like a Seinfeld clip show or like best of, but I wanted to get somebody new, somebody fresh. And I thought about who have I worked with over the years the most. And man, we burned bright, but we burned fast, unfortunately. But still, I produced almost 150 hours of content with the guy that's on the phone right now. It's my old social hour buddy, Blooper, Seth Foster. What's going on, man? Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great, man. It's exciting talking to you. We, I mean, we text occasionally, but since I left San Diego, I think this is the first time I've heard your actual voice in months. This is so nice. I missed the sound of your voice. This is amazing. Yeah, we went from hearing it so like twelve hours a day of each other to none at all. So this is a bit of a slipping yeah. back into the old the old habits. I like it. This is nice. Yeah, this is great. So thanks for doing this, man. Um, you're out in the West Coast still, but up in Seattle. I'm back in the New York area, obviously. This is how important this show was to me. Right now, we're recording. It's 12.53 in the morning here in Jersey, but I wanted to make sure that I could fit you in your schedule because I wanted to get some blooper time, so thanks for taking the time, dude. Well, it's, it's only 9.53 here, but I am driving an automobile, so it's a little interesting time as well. Uh, okay, so I'm late and loopy here, and you're going to be – you're safely – you're legally behind the wheel of a car, right? You have Bluetooth and all that kind of stuff, so we're not breaking any laws yeah, here, FYI. No, no laws, but it's, it's interesting. We'll see where this goes. It could, it could go a lot of different directions. Um, cool. Okay. Well, we got a lot to talk about, Bloop. Uh, can I call you Blooper for old time's sake? I call you Seth in real life, but since we're doing a show, it just feels natural. Yeah, no, no. Blooper feels – I miss it. Awesome. No one calls me Blooper anymore. Like a lost thing. Well, for the next 45 minutes or so, you're going to get blooped out. So it's going to be perfect. Um, you've mentioned on the air before when we used to do social hour that you don't talk good. But can I? Can you hold up for a conversation? Are you good to go? Try to talk good. There's a lot of pressure to talk good. <laughs> well, we'll try and guide you through it, bro. Uh, well, hey, listen. Even though it's my 50th episode, uh, still rules are the rules. And I start every episode, no matter the guest, with the same question. So i got to ask you, uh, Blooper, what's the best thing that happened to you this past week? This past week, the Seattle Sounders won three nothing over their rivals, the LA, LA Galaxy. Yeah, I, was I saw at, that in, in, in LA, and I was at a soccer bar in Seattle watching the game, and it was a lot of fun. Man, that is fun. Yeah, good win, defending MLS champs over the bitter rival. That's 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 good stuff. So, and very yeah. on brand for your new job. Nice, nice job there. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun watching at a bar. It was cool. A whole bunch of soccer people. It was great. Oh, that's awesome. So let's talk about that, and we're gonna cover a bunch of stuff. We're gonna get to. You know, we took I took a bunch of Twitter fan questions earlier, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to do some social hour memory lane. A bunch um, I saw three. Uh, I got a couple of them, so we're okay. gonna we're gonna be nice. locked and loaded, man. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about a lot. But first of all, what do you like? What are you up to specifically? Tell us for anyone who doesn't know, you're up in Seattle now. You are working for the Sounders, doing a little bit of soccer. Uh, but yeah. what do, what do you do? What's the gig? Uh, what are you up to these days? So manager of game presentation, so running, helping run everything that happens in the stadium once you enter the gate. It's a lot of fun. Music, video. It's uh, different from baseball where I you have all these so, breaks, yeah. breaks and, you know, in between innings and all that stuff to fill time. There's 45 minutes straight of action, so there's not as much to do once the game happens. But every match we put on a opening day-like pregame ceremony. 
with massive banners on the field and pyrotechnics and all that stuff. So a lot of our work goes into what happens pregame and halftime, and then you know what to cover on the video board while the match is happening without any sound and stuff like that, more like information that we can help the match. Is that is that weird? Because, I mean, from a game perspective, obviously, like from a work perspective, yes. But, like, you know, you and I, we would sit in the press box, you know, watching a baseball game, which is there are ups and downs and peaks and valleys and moments and drama and all that stuff. But there are breaks. You can stop. You can catch your breath. Soccer is just it's 45-minute sprint, and then you kind of breathe, and then it's all over again. And the Sounders, I mean, guys are blowing out the attendance records every single year, basically. I mean, it's got to be electric every time out there. Oh, I, the atmosphere is unreal. It's unlike anything I've ever witnessed. You know, 43,000 games with the average last year, and it's so much fun. The supporter group is loud and clapping. In our pregame ceremony, every time we've done it a few times now, and every time I get chills. Like, it's amazing. But it's, it's not weird, the fast pace. It's just different from what I'm used to. I've worked in baseball in some form since 2010. It's just a complete – it couldn't be any more opposite with how it's played and the speed and all that stuff. So you loving it? Because, I mean, baseball is oh, kind of great. mostly what you knew, but this is good? No, it's great. And it's me. baseball has been really fun right now for me as well. I go home and watch for fun without trying to think about what I'm going to talk about or what we're going to talk about for an hour the next day. <laughs> I lay on my couch, I make dinner while the game is on, and I just kind of hang out and watch it. It's been awesome. Oh, that, does, that does sound like fun. I'm kind of doing the same thing. I, I really enjoy it. I'm in a fantasy baseball league for the first time since middle school. That's pretty cool. Are you dominating? Uh, I was in first place after the first two weeks. Now I'm in second. All right. Well, it's a long season. We know baseball. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, Picking up Austin Hedges last week was a really nice pickup. I picked, I, I picked him up, too. It's like one of the, the old like Padres perks is that you, you know the Austin Hedges from your Twitter timeline when he's blowing up. It's like, I'll pick this guy up right now. Yeah. Um, he also, last year, he blew up for like two weeks in AAA. So he got really hot last year. He can do it again, and that's what he's doing. So yeah. The, the, the handmade bone, right? That's what took him out. They took it out of his hand, and then yep. they gave him the home run power. Ah, fun stuff, fun stuff. So so give us the timeline because you – so obviously, um, you know, I was let go end of August. Uh, the show continued with you at the, at the wheel of the ship until the end of the season, and the Padres decided to not bring Social Hour back. You didn't move to Seattle right away. You were still kind of hanging out in San Diego for a while. So how long were you still there? How long before this opportunity came up? When the Sounders came to you, was this kind of like a no-brainer that you wanted to take it? Was there any reservations for moving? Talk to us about that little purgatory that you had in between gigs. Yeah, it's not bad to have four months off in San Diego. Pretty uh, good. I got, when I got there a few years ago, I hit the ground running. My first day in San Diego was two days before opening day 2014. So I didn't really have a day off until the end of the season that year. So I, I hit the ground running, never got to explore. So having four months off in San Diego was kind of nice. Uh, I yelped coffee places and rode my bicycle to them. That was what I did for four months. I booked a impromptu trip to Europe two days before I left. After a few drinks at a bar, I booked a flight and went. That was amazing. Uh, and then, yeah, I just kind of hung out in San Diego. It was nice. And then when the Sounders came calling, was that just a, yeah. like an easy yes? Was there any trepidation about moving again? I mean, no trepidation other than you know moving to another corner of the country without really knowing anybody. But the job itself was a no-doubter for me. A you know, marquee franchise in an up-and-coming league that draws this crowd. And no, it was, it was a no-doubter. It was actually uh, Mike Grace, former friend. Yeah, of, of course. 
uh, works for the Mariners and sent me a note saying the you know, Sounders are hiring. Would you be interested? So we were asked if we know anybody. I said, absolutely. And yeah, I did a few interviews uh, over uh, the phone and then flew out for a final interview and got the job and had a few weeks to figure out the move and drove up here. And look had at a the- crazy night in Medford, Oregon, and then uh, did the second day. <laughs> that's the only kind of nights that there are in Medford, Oregon, or crazy ones. Um, that's nice. Gracie helping out. Social Hour alumni helping each other out. How's he doing? I'm sure you stay in touch now that you're in the same city, oh, yeah. right? Because he is also new to Seattle. He only knows people who work for the Mariners, so I get the perk of getting his tickets to Mariners games when he doesn't want to go. Fancy. So to give them to. So, yeah, I've been to two Mariners games. That's a lot of fun. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, tell him I say hi. I gotta text him too. See, so you know, just catch up. But tell him I say hi if you see him or talk to him before, before cool. I do. Um, I will. Yeah, you only have one corner. I mean, you grew up on Long Island, then you moved to San Diego and Seattle. So I think Miami is your next professional destination. Just do all you're four for, corners. You're forgetting Buffalo. Oh, I, that wasn't that wasn't a forgetting. That was a purposeful omission. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. So the complete opposite corners: Buffalo to San Diego. Then you know San Diego to Seattle really doesn't get any different, more different than that. Uh, so what's that? What's that like? Because I want to talk to you the differences we already touched about sort of the difference between baseball and soccer. But what's the difference between obviously San Diego and Seattle? Everyone knows superficially different climates, different whatever. But are, are you getting? Are you fitting in? Is it? Do you like it better? The same? Still figuring it out compared to San Diego? Still figuring it out. It's only been it's almost three months. Um, it's not a whole bunch of time. Slowly, you know, especially starting a new job and moving to a new apartment. So slowly making friends. It took a while in San Diego, but I made you know a bunch of great friends there. Uh, the biggest difference is green. Everything is so green here. Yeah. And that is the one thing I missed in San Diego is it's not that green. If I had one thing I did not like about San Diego, it's probably the only thing. Not enough green and trees and all that stuff. So that is one thing here it is. Um, there was a newspaper article yesterday that it has been the wettest six months in Seattle's history in the 125 years they've been tracking it. So I moved to a city famous for rain in the wettest time that they've ever had from like the nicest weather city in the country. Damn. And by yeah. obviously by consequence, the greenest that's ever been. So this is perfect for you if that's yeah. what you wanted. No, it's great. Supposedly it has beautiful summers and I cannot wait. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. You're moving. You you moved at a, at a good time because you didn't have to go through a whole like winter. So this is, this is a, you actually planned this out really well, dude. Yeah, well, I moved in February. It was pretty... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it was pretty... Brutal. It snowed, like, my second day here, and it doesn't snow here much, so it was interesting. Uh, well, yeah, because actually, the MLS season starts before baseball season even, right? It's, like, mid-March or something? Yeah. We had our first two weeks on the road. It started at home on March 19th was our first home game. That's crazy. Yeah, because I and think it... goes through October, regular season. So. Right, because it's only, like, what, 33, 34 matches, but the actual season calendar-wise is actually longer than our baseball regular season. Yeah, oh, it's spread out. It's uh, We have two friendlies in the mix as well, so it's 18 matches spread out between March and uh, October, which is nice. It's, it, that's also the biggest change. It's weird having that much time planning between matches, and I'm used to doing it every day for a week straight, then a week off. Uh, this is uh, on Saturday, the whatever Saturday's date will be, that will be our first home match since the 31st of March. Wow. So basically all of April, no home, yeah, no home match. Road, yeah, exactly. So it's just a very different schedule than what I'm used to. And I'm not, it, it's great. Yeah, I was going to say, so what's your day-to-day like? Because during the baseball season, even when the Padres were on the road, like you and I would still be watching the games, you know, every pitch to get content and ideas to talk about. And obviously we'd be in the studio the next day, morning, evening, night, whatever. 
Like it was it was every single day, literally, for the whole summer. So like are you yeah. are you more nine to five now when the team's not home? Like what what what's your day to day like? How's it different? Still a bit longer hours because it's sports. It's not you know it's I don't think it's ever gonna be normal hours, but like when the team is on the road, for the most part I have the weekends off, which is not something I had the last few years, so that's nice. Uh yeah, it's just different. It, it, not, it's weird having one game. That, like We have five of our next six weekends we're home. So we have like a week to prepare for each one, which seems like a lot, but it's so much time when compared to what we did with baseball. It's just, yeah, it's completely different. Man, and, and like baseball, obviously you, you get into a routine. You get into that grind. But then I think once you go to where you are now, you kind of realize how crazy that lifestyle is in that sport. Yeah, so like my coworker keep have brought up a few times that they you know how it was like working baseball they can't imagine it being every day and it's just a different animal it's a completely different thing i i I can't explain it especially with the show like that was literally every day even off days and when they were on the road we we were there every day so it's just a completely different beast to get used to how's your soccer knowledge coming along it's getting there it's you know the last few years i've slowly gotten into it i went to a uh, epl game when I was in England in November, I went to a Liverpool Watford at Anfield. That was pretty amazing. You'll never walk actually, alone, blooper. And that was the cool. That may be the coolest thing I've ever witnessed in sports. The pregame ceremony at Anfield. That yeah. was unreal. For anyone like, who's unfamiliar, I would highly recommend Googling it, checking out some YouTube of it uh, at Liverpool. Yes. It's one of the great traditions in, in all of sports. And I did not have a Premier League team before I went there. I said, if I can find a match to go to, I will pick... That team, that would be my team, and I went to Liverpool, and unfortunately Jesse Agler is a big Everton fan, which plays about a mile away from Liverpool in the same yeah. city, and he was not too happy with me. That's what makes sports fun is rivals with your yeah. friends. You don't want, you don't need two Everton fans. Come on, Agler can get over it. Yeah, no, but it, it's good. No, I'm really enjoying learning about the game. It's not like baseball, which I've been watching since as long as I can remember and know the ins and outs and everything about it. Um, I do not know. I don't know that much of soccer, so it's it's great learning and it's a lot of fun learning a new sport. It's a lot of fun learning a new sport without already having a team to root for. Like I'm all about the Sounders. I have nothing. I don't have an MLS team, so it is great to really get into it. And it helps that they're you know they're good and they're fun to watch and they're defending champions and all that fun stuff. Yeah, you really lucked out. And plus, I mean, the good thing about like for me when I came to the Padres, I was spending just countless nights learning history of a franchise that dates back to the 60s the Sounders relatively young you know less than 10 years old so you can probably catch up because you're you're you a freaking encyclopedia you could you would think one of their fights their fight one of their main fight songs is uh since 74 they've been around since 1974 in the different leagues at different okay, times so different iterations they, of it yes but they i mean there was times where they were getting 40,000 at the kingdom back in the day in the u.s the usl so like they they've always been very popular here but yes mls since 2009 but soccer, you know, sounder soccer since 74. Well, look at you, just already knowing all this stuff. Um, one of the favorite things I love to do, and actually maybe I'll put you on the spot right now because I don't know if, oh, you, no. if you've lost this. It's like This is a Seth Foster a blooper party trick, and I did not tell him this beforehand uh, at all. Yeah, scared, and I'm driving. I'm going to screw this up. <laughs> I, if I recall correctly, you have this, like, trick where you can name all the World Series winners dating back, like, 50 years or something. Do you want to give it a shot? See how your memory is? I, I, can do, I do pretty well with it. I have issues for some reason. I confuse some of the early 80s ones. I know which teams won, but I confuse like 83 with 82. And right. Well, let's try. Late, I, I, don't want you, I don't want you stalling uh, now to think. So let's just go to it right now. So starting last year, go back every year. Tell me who won the World Series. 
who won the World Series last year. Yeah. Oh, God, the Cubs. I'm kidding. I didn't watch the game. <laughs> I was in Europe. I missed the game. The best baseball game played in my lifetime. I missed it. Oh, yes, so okay. good. Do we have to bring up who won the year before? Can we just skip that? Uh, we can skip it if you want. You can say who, who lost it. it if you want. I would rather just not talk about it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> if you know, know uh, if you know where Blooper and I, I grew up and who we grew up rooting for, you know why we're skipping 2015. Who won? I don't need to relive it. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so 2015 for uh, bereavement's sake, we're skipping 2014. Yeah. The Cubs. Uh, t- no, that was um, the Giants. Sorry, <laughs> I'm driving, man. I'm thinking. I'm yeah, driving and driving. I get it. All right, so Cubs, Giants. Wait, you have to give me the year. Oh, now. okay, You're... 2013. Red Sox. 2012. Giants. 2011. 2011 was the Cardinals. Yep, 2010. Giants. Even your magic. Uh, 2009. Another stupid one, the Yankees. <laughs> 2008. Stupid one, the Phillies. <laughs> Another Philly. stupid one. 2007. Red Sox. 2006. Cardinals. Uh, 2005. Yeah. So Carlos Beltran. Swing the freaking bat. Uh, 2005. White Sox. 04. Red Sox. 03. Marlins. 02. Angels. Yeah. Diamondbacks. Yankees. We're at 99 right now. So Yankees. Yankees. Marlins. Yankees. Braves. Strike. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Twins. Now we should be in. 1990. Is the Reds 89 is the Athletics 88 is the Dodgers 87 is the Twins 86 is the Mets 85 is the Royals 84 is the Tigers see early 80s here's my issue oh we're I hitting know, the speed bump 83 so I said so I know between 81 and 83 it's the Cardinals Dodgers and uh, Orioles so let me try and get this right 83 I think is the Cardinals. 82 is the Orioles. 81 is the Dodgers. That's not right. It's Dodgers, Cardinals, Twins. Uh, sorry, Dodgers, Cardinals, Orioles in there somewhere. It is. You had it wrong the first time. It's, it's That's the actual order in reverse chronology. So it's Dodgers 81, Cardinals 82, Orioles 83. 81 was the Venezuela year. I should remember that. Yep. And 80 was the Phillies. So I can go. The 70s are super easy. It's only a handful of teams. Right. Exactly. All right. Fine. Let's keep it going. This is this is thrilling radio. Uh, so let's see how far you can go back now. Yeah. 79. <laughs> uh, 79 is the Pirates. 78. 77 is the Yankees. Uh, we're, so, so then we have three. Uh, sorry. We have two Cincinnati Reds. Three Oakland Athletics. One. Uh, what year are we in? 70, Pittsburgh, 71. 71. Yep. 71 is Pittsburgh. 70 is the Orioles. 69, the Miracle Mets. Again, late 60s. Here we are. I think 68 is the Tigers. Yep. And 77 is the Cardinals. 67 Cardinals. Yep. 66. This is where it gets hard because there's a whole bunch of random Yankee ones starting a little later. So 66 would be the Orioles. Yep. 65. Five, I feel like it might be the Cardinals again. No, Dodgers. Cardinals were sixty-four. Okay, yeah. Here, um, I'm. I think I'm. I might have to bow out here. Yeah, you had a good. You had a good run. I know. Yan- I know. Fifty-five. Fifty-five is the Dodgers, and there's a bunch of Yankees. One Milwaukee Braves one in there, but yeah, no, it's a. Uh... Oh, good stuff. It's impressive, nonetheless. I hope all of you are playing along at home, and and if you if you could beat Blooper in the Blooper Challenge, that could be your new hashtag. Um, awesome, dude. So what? Um, 
So uh, we're trying. We talked everything Seattle baseball versus soccer. I mean, how are you? Are you looking forward to, I guess, an off season, or are you still just getting used to the city at all? I mean, do you, does it feel like this is real yet, or does it feel like you're still going to move back to OB in a couple weeks? This is just like a temporary thing. It's got to be weird for you, no? It's weird. It takes a while. I forgot. Like, I was excited to move here, and it's been great. But I forgot how long it took in San Diego. Of like, okay, still trying to figure out making friends. That's the biggest thing, you know. I making work friends, out of work friends. It just takes some time. So that's really my, you know, next big thing. Make some friends, but uh, it takes time. And I, I love, I love Seattle so far. I think I'm really gonna love it once I, you know, have time to explore and the weather gets a little nicer. But I live in a really fun part of town. Uh, I've wandered out a few times. I have a few friends from San Diego coming by this weekend. A few friends coming by in a month, and a few friends from Buffalo coming by in June. So you can't make uh, friends if you just if you're importing friends you already have. Well, it makes it easier. I don't have a lot of friends to <laughs> hang out with somebody. I'm not going to the bars by myself, which Ugh. I've kind of done a little bit lately. Hey, man, I've been there too. Nothing wrong with that. How's the lady situation up there? Uh, Seattle has Bumble and Tinder, so I'm swiping. <laughs> Blooper swiping. There we go. I love it. I'd love to get you back on for episode 100 and just talk explicitly romance and dating. Uh, I'm pretty sure your last uh, social hour episode was talking about a Bumble date for me. So we should maybe stay away from I mean, that. Yeah, exactly. That could be the last episode of this show, too. So we don't want to have that, that curse. Yeah, that was the, the Don Orsillo <laughs> dating advice, right? Yeah, I somehow end your podcast. I don't know if that's possible, but... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, man. just ruins things. So that never worked out, huh? The date that Don Orsillo was giving you advice on? It just didn't, uh, didn't happen? No, it did. I mean, it I happened, but it didn't, like, you know, flourish romantically. Yeah, no. I forgot the whole situation and what the deal yeah. was. Ah, we're moving on. Um, yeah. All right. So well, let's let's seg into that then. Uh, social hour memory lane time. So I did put out this Twitter uh, thing. I said, if you got any questions for me and Blooper, uh, fire away. So we got a couple here. Um, the first one wasn't even a question. Steve Knott just says he, he misses us. He went by opening day weekend. The set wasn't there, obviously. And so we just want to say miss you, too. I mean, you can speak to this, too. But the love we had from a lot of those fans – uh, who still, like, we interact with a lot. I'm sure you hear from them often, but it was, uh, it was a dedicated fan base we had there for the show. It was really one of my favorite parts of doing the whole thing. Yeah, no, it was amazing. And the Knott family were, like, the nicest human beings in the world. They came down from Vegas yeah. and to go to Padres games, and they happened to wander by the set the first time they were out when we were there, and they came back two or three times a year and came back and said hi, and at the end of last season, they gave me, like, a thank you card uh, at the end of the season for just doing a good job and all that stuff. So, like, the nicest family in the world. But, yeah, no, the Ghost of Ray Crocs and the Friar Fevers and Luigi, uh, all the people that stop by every day. It's, you know, bizarre not seeing them every day. Yeah. Like, sometimes I do wonder, what's Luigi up to today? And because I would see him literally every day when the Padres were on a homestand. And it just makes you think. Yeah. Um, speaking of Friar Fever, he's got a question. He wants to know who were our favorite and least favorite Twitter contributors on the show. Favorite? I think it might be Ghost, because, like, there was always a good back and forth. He'd give us a little crap, and we'd give him a little crap, and it was always in good fun, and we always both, you know, had a good laugh at each other's expense. Least favorite? I don't really have a least favorite. Anyone I was going to say, I was very interested to see if you actually picked somebody or if you if you copped out. Somebody, we had, like, people that would, you know, say rude, awful things sometimes, but, like, we wouldn't put them on the air, and they weren't regular contributors so right. it's not that but anyone who contributed on a regular basis we were thankful for that's always helped create content and helped us what we're going to talk about 
Yeah, no, they were always good. I'm going to say uh, my least favorite were uh, Ashley and Monica because they would always make fun of me personally and specifically, and it's just, you know, the bullying became too much. Yeah, but uh, they were kind of your friends. No, You're I know, out I know. Games and... Just giving them a hard time. Uh, my, fa- my favorite on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, Padres Geekster, who was so nice to us. And I believe she only started watching Social Hour this past season when I did it. I mean, you could tell me. I don't know if she was tweeting in during the, the Jesse's years. But she was always, I mean, she had great questions. She was always tweeting at all of us, but always had, like, nice things to say. So she was definitely my favorite. She still checks in on me like a, like a Twitter mom even after since I've left. So she was definitely uh, my favorite. So props to her. Oh, it's Twitter mom. I like that. Yeah, that's, nice. that's good. Uh, yeah. Cranky Ed was one of my favorites. I think he signed up for Twitter just so he can interact on the show. An older gentleman, so I don't think he was uh, – up on the whole social media and he contributed all the time and at first we just thought like he complained the first time he tweeted in about us talking about something non-baseball related and it was a baseball show and he ended up being great and loved all the topics we were talking about and all the random stuff and one of my favorite people we finally got i got to meet him the last month of the season last year and it was great yeah, he was good too. I mean, all those all those people that were there every day. Him, I think of like Jellyman, um, Fire Fever was basically every day. Like everyone who I mean, that made our jobs easier because people were watching every day, giving us stuff to work with. So thanks everyone. Yeah, who but Fire Fever with you and the wrestling. Was That's why I liked him so much. Nah, Fire Fever with Jesse was great. Fire Fever with you is just. Stone Cold this and Steve Austin that, and I don't know. Is that the same person? It is the, it same, is person. the same person. <laughs> Uh, good to see that. Yeah, you're learning soccer, but not wrestling. But that's okay. I, I let no, it. No, I still watch real sports. Yeah, understood. Um, uh, let's see. Next questions here. Our good buddy. I can actually say his name because this is the internet and not TV. Padres Jagoff has a question. Um, uh, I don't feel comfortable saying Jagoff on the air. Is that allowed on this? On this, it, this is the internet. You can say whatever okay. you want. I mean, social hours of Jack. Okay, fine. We've got uh, we've got the explicit rating on iTunes. So this is uh, this is yeah for adults ears only. Uh, he wants to know, and the, the, the question's a bit of a joke, but it'll lead me to a more serious question. Was it hard fighting off all the groupies throwing themselves at you after the camera shut off? Did you ever get a single groupie from Social Hour? I mean, you think girls would flock for the minute you're on television every day. But, blooper uh, cam, you would, you would think, right? Yeah, a solid minute of tough FaceTime every day, but it didn't really, uh, didn't really lead to any uh, groupie action. I tell you, I was recognized... And I remember them all specifically because it didn't happen that often. I was recognized uh, on three separate occasions out in San Diego by complete strangers because of the show. And all three of them were college-aged men. So it wasn't, yeah, no female know, groupies as you would typically that, think of it. That's the wheelhouse of who we were, was probably watching our show, though. Right. No, exactly. So yeah, that was that was good. good. Like, yeah, demographically in terms of professionally, that was great. For, like, my love life, not so yeah. much, but... My, um, my favorite story is of Bill being recognized as the guy from television when he wrote in the paper for 50 years. Bill Center, yeah. Guy, yeah. Known <laughs> as the guy that sat next to Lil John. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Decades covering, you know, like, Tony Gwynn and the America's yeah. Cup and all this. And then he's like, oh, that's the guy at the dentist from, uh, from yeah. sitting yep. next to Lil John on the couch. Those are my favorite stories, people recognizing Bill. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, the, the one time I did get recognized, I was... As some people know, I was hosting trivia nights in San Diego just to make some bucks in the off season. And a couple of kids came up to me after one of the nights and they were like, 
your voice sounds really familiar. Were you the are you the guy that hosts that Padres show? And I was like, yeah, actually. They're like, well, why are you doing this? And I'm like, oh, I guess you didn't hear the news that that, that show doesn't so, exist anymore. <laughs> I actually have a similar story. I drove Lyft for about a week when I wasn't working in San oh, Diego. Oh, nice. And I was talking to these two younger guys, I would say early 20s, late teens. And they asked, you know, we were just talking. I said, oh, yeah, I used to work for the Padres. Wait, were you the guy that used to do that show with the couches? I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, man, what are you doing this for? I'm like, ah, uh, for fun? <laughs> it's for a bit we're doing on the show next week. You're on yeah. camera right now. <laughs> yeah. That is a yeah, good no, that story. That's funny that happened to both of us. Oh, man. Yeah, good times. Yeah, that, that, the problem was they weren't watching enough. Our ratings, I guess, weren't high enough. They should have right. come back and watched in the first place. <laughs> Um, Friar Gal wants to talk about the base running. I'm assuming she means our uh, our infamous uh, you versus Bartolo Colon and me versus Adam Rosales sprinting segment. Um, I I watch that probably like once a month just for a good laugh. Um, where does that rank in terms of your your social hour memories? I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Already blacked it out of your <laughs> mind. <laughs> uh, I'm one of my. It was fun to like. We were basically given the field to run around on for an hour. To cool. me, that was like my favorite part. Like, oh, I'm on a major league field, just looking really stupid, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, no, my biggest takeaway from that, like, I want to sign up for a softball league here in Seattle, maybe make some friends. But now I'm embarrassed to run in front of people because I look like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that what was it. It was your was it. Uh, you said after the video, you didn't you like call your mom or your brother or something and like how come no one ever told me i run like an idiot yeah i called my parent called my dad who was like <laughs> i was like why didn't like i had one friend my entire life bring up the fact that i run weird and i never thought i thought you were just making fun of me and then the video happens and now i don't want to run in front of anybody ever i'm not going to play softball i'm not going to make any friends because of this you can just Thanks. uh yeah just like dh and just hit dingers or take walks that's all you got to do man I like that you think I hit dingers and softball. <laughs> I don't know how, how shallow the fences are. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all of a sudden some athlete. <laughs> well, I haven't seen you in a few months. Who knows? Are you even hitting the gym extra? It beats me. It's possible. Yeah, no, completely. I just got super jacked out here in Seattle. Oh, hey, man. All that all that Starbucks now that you have access to. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> um, all right. There's some questions for me now. So thanks to everyone who tweeted at us uh, to take part. And hopefully you guys are all listening now to this and enjoying it. Um what was, and I'm not looking, you know, if you answer this and it's entirely from the Jesse Agler years, I will not take any offense whatsoever. But it's what, probably from the Jesse years. Yeah, probably. Um, but who was, uh, give me some, you can pick a favorite or a selection of them. Um, favorite guest that we ever had or that you ever had on the show, your three years there. Uh, the person that I geeked out over the most was uh, Greg Maddox. That's a good one. That was the coolest for me, like growing up, getting into baseball in the mid nineties, like there was nobody bigger or cooler. Um, Dave Winfield was cool. Uh, my dad was a Winfield fan back in the eighties with the Yankees. Cause he's from New York, even though he's a Mets fan. Uh, so that was a cool one. You were on that show with that blew my mind when it was Trevor Hoffman, Dave Winfield and you on a couch, like talking. That's yeah, we, we had a combined, what was it like 18 all-star appearances and you know, all like all the hall of fames. And yeah, I contributed so much to that, that resume. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Trevor Hoffman being, being the most genuine, nice human being in he's, the world he's the best. makes me so happy. Mark McGuire being just as nice spring training. He started talking to me two years ago and literally the reason I started watching baseball was that 1998 home run chase. And like there he, he was, he, every time I saw him at the ballpark, I, I froze like being around there every day. It doesn't happen often, but like being a nice guy. So it's like the nice human beings, Randy Jones, like, 
the coolest person in the world. Classic. Yeah, he's like, I want to just go fishing with him and hang out. And that was the same feeling I got every time he was on set with us. Yeah. And he, like, uh, my parents visited separately and they came to a show each time. And each time they both walked away. Like, that guy, Randy, is like the nicest person ever. And my dad knew who he was. Like, he could not believe how awesome Randy was and how, yeah, one of the best people. And we're happy for Randy, too. I think he, um, you know, he had that, that cancer scare in the offseason, but he was down in spring training in Peoria. So, hey, RJ, if you are listening or someone, if you run into RJ, let him know that Blooper and Janela send our best because he's one of our favorites and we just wish nothing but the best uh, for him uh, moving forward. How about some, like, favorite, uh, some favorite moments? Uh, maybe the Bartolo Colonna race for you is on the bottom half of that. But any, and we went over some of this on, like, the 500th episode show that we had. But uh, just recap for anyone who missed that. You know, a couple just singular moments that stick out in your mind from your three years there. Uh, the first episode yep. ever, because it just, <laughs> I look back on how little I knew what to do and how to get everything done, and it somehow got in the air. <laughs> Glad they hired um, you. <laughs> it was a mess. It was the scariest day of my life, I think. Oh, that's uh, great. I was at, yeah, a mess. Um, the end of the first year, we threw like a party with like, not a party, but there was like champagne and someone threw a pie in my face afterwards after the show ended. Uh, but that was fun. Like, it felt like a big accomplishment doing all, getting all the episodes done. Uh, the All-Star Week is the coolest week I've ever had doing almost anything. That like, was I, really I, cool. Yeah, that was... What do you t- During the Home Run Derby, you were watching some Portugal soccer game. It was not during the home run derby. It was pre-home run derby. It was during, uh, I think it was batting practice for the Futures game. Yeah, it was the, it was the Euro Championships. It was I Portugal know, I... It was Portugal making history. Yeah. And your dad was there, and he's from Portugal. I get it. Yeah, no, we it loved was, it. I, it was the coolest thing. that This being around, lucky enough to be around that week and all the events that go along with that, no, that's as cool as it gets for me. Yeah, no, it was awesome. And, yeah, getting to see a home run derby there in person and seeing the All-Star game and just the energy and the buzz and right outside of our studio, there was, like, street fairs and all that kind of stuff. It was great. Yeah, I'm with you right there. It was awesome. Um, Cool, man. Well, before we get to the last couple segments here, uh, I mean, yeah, any other any other memories that stick out from you or, you know, from your from your San Diego days or anyone you want to shout out from from social hour times now that you've uh, you've moved on up to up to Seattle? No, just all the people I met, like one thing that the Padres did a great job on was built like everyone they hired were unbelievable people and we all became super close and a big, no one was really, not a lot of us were from San Diego. So there's like this awesome San Diego family that hung out every day. So that was like, that was the best part of people I've met. And like I've made some of my best friends, like I've known Patrick Hirsch for three years and I was in his wedding two months ago. Like just the friendships and the people I met in San Diego, everyone was awesome. And yeah, just a great town, and I hope they get an MLS team because they deserve it. That'd be really cool. Yeah, the the McFooty McFoot faces, right? That's <laughs> that's uh, yeah. the name they're gonna get. Um, yeah. All right, Bloop. Uh, I do always end with the fun five, so we'll get to that in a sec. But first, every guest gets the chance to turn the tables on me. So if you want, you don't have to, but you get a chance to ask me any question you want. So if you got something, fire away, buddy. Can I have two? Fine, I guess. Sure. Okay, one. What the hell? What are you up to? What are you doing? <laughs> um, freelance, man. That's why I can stay up until one thirty in the morning talking to you like we're high school lovers or something. Uh, <laughs> it's got really weird. Yeah. Well, it's got so weird. I'm, I'm telling you. Like, it's one thirty in the morning, man. Things, things go crazy. No, it's, it's like 10 something here. I'm yeah. just, I'm, this For is you, weird. you forget that what the East Coast life is like. Um, no, I've been freelancing, so hosting a couple different things. I've actually gotten out of sports for the moment because, um, you know, when you're – 
when you're in front of the camera, you kind of take the opportunities as they come. And I'm doing some great stuff right now for a brand called Little Things. It's uh, very much like uh, home DIY lifestyle type stuff, and it's great. I just started hosting an animal show once a week. I have a monkey coming into my show this week. It's like what? Jack Hanna stuff. Yeah, it's great. And Do you doing... want to have Mookie on the show? Yeah. Can Mookie fly out from Seattle? Mookie is Seth's dog, Blooper's dog, if anyone doesn't know. One of my favorite dogs of all time. We we were all roommates spring training. We were, yeah. I loved Mookie. He he, he watched uh, Syracuse go to the Final Four with me. He was like a good luck charm. Yeah, no, he's like in Seattle. Thanks for asking. Oh, <laughs> make sure you make sure you give him my best. Um, he, yeah, he, he's to the rain, but yeah. No, that's that's that sounds that sounds fun. An animal show. That's cool. Where yeah, can so, I watch it? I want to watch it. Yeah, check it out. It's uh, Fridays at one o'clock. So I'm doing that, and then some viral video countdowns, and a couple other things. Uh, so yeah, we're seeing we're seeing where that goes right now. But uh, yeah, I'm just it's uh, fun to be back in front of the camera. Uh, I've been doing the podcasting because I like just talking to people. So that's been fun to keep doing, and uh, a couple other things in the works secretly that I don't want to put out in public yet. Ooh, yeah, thing, things will come out as they come out. Um, you had a Are second like- question. Yeah. Um, are we like close enough where I have to see you when I come home for Thanksgiving? Is that like a thing now? No, absolutely not. No, I'm not like required to put put time aside to see you when I'm in New York. No, not at all. Because I wouldn't do the same for you. No, I mean, obviously, you're more than welcome to when you're here. If our schedules may, uh, match up, I would definitely love to grab some beers with you. But by no Seems means like do you have pressure. to. Yeah, by no means do you have to tell your parents like, hey, sorry, okay, gotta go see Janella. Okay, good. Just but, making sure I'm not required to. Uh, kidding no yeah not at all but hey you want to the invitation's open i'll Uh, be back for thanksgiving we'll hang out awesome dude looking forward to it it's gonna be a good time uh plenty of uh, ipas for you and bud lights for me all around no i'm a bud light guy too you forget oh yeah yeah you weren't much of an ipa guy yeah yeah, yeah. a whole bunch of rainiers out here oh is that that's your new uh that's your new poison Oh, yeah. It's just some crappy Seattle beer. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Oh, so good. It sounds so delicious to me. I'm, I'm very jealous. Um, it's the same logo as the Tacoma Rainiers. So I bought a Tacoma Rainiers hat. It's a big R logo. It just reminds me of a delicious beer. Oh, nice. Really well done. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice cross-promotional branding for you and your beer. Um, <laughs> all right, Bloop. Time now for the fun five. It's how we end every show. It's five quick, fun questions designed for you and you alone. Question number one. What's the worst thing I ever wore on Social Hour? The vest. It popped up in my time hop like this week. I wanted to send it to you. I forgot, but you wore like a McLovin, a McLovin vest. Yep. I it saw was... you in the parking lot. Like it was like the movie where he walked behind the cars and he goes, what? You can see him mouth. What the fuck? I see you walk. I'm like, oh God, that's not going to be on TV today, is it? And it was. Uh, also, my time hop popped up on your first episode of regular season. You wore a white suit. Yes. What were you thinking? Just the top. It was blue. It was blue, navy blue pants and a white jacket. And I figured home whites opening day. It was like pristine, a new beginning. It was. I thought yeah. it was very appropriate. No, you look like a sailor. Um, <laughs> we were sailing off like, to new adventures with the, with the new my host. Time hop, my time hop this whole month has been awful Janela outfits from April of last year. Oh well, just I mean May on June. Who knows what else is coming down? So get ready for that, man. Sorry in advance. Uh, yeah, the best. We retired that, right, in the in the Social Hour Hall of Fame? <laughs> that was your thing to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like Disco Demolition Night for uh, <laughs> for the White Sox. It was, it, it was just amazing, but a one-time only. Um, well, right. Amazing word. Yeah, you, you can choose it, whatever word best suits you. Uh, question number two, Bloop. If you could have any one local restaurant or bar from San Diego move to Seattle magically, what would you take? Pack Shores in OB. Awesome, awesome, awesome dive bar. 
That's a great place, man. I, I, you introduced me to that when I was there, and I couldn't believe how cheap the tab was every single time. That place was, it was a time machine. It was crazy. That's where I had my going away party. It was a lovely evening. My roommate broke his foot and is still on crutches that night. But besides that, it's been a great. It was a great spot. Hey, you want to be friends with Seth Foster? Sometimes you got to pay the price. And if that's a broken bone or a torn ligaments, hey, it's the price of friendship. Uh, question number three. Uh, who was your favorite Padre player from your time working for the Padres? So they had to be active your three years there, whether because of what they did on the field or just them personally. Who was your favorite Padre from the, the blooper era? Hmm, favorite Padre. Um, the excitement the first month of 2015 – Every time Craig Kimbrell came out to the mound, that was like my favorite thing with the music and how good they maybe were going to be. And uh, that was cool. Um, as a person, uh, Andrew Kashner was weird because like he didn't get along with a lot of people. He always like stopped and talked to me and we couldn't be any more different. Like I'm a <laughs> short little pudgy dude from New York and he's a big tall guy from Texas. But coincidentally, I was riding my bike in this four months I didn't have a job and I got a haircut and as I'm getting a haircut I saw on Twitter he was about to sign with the Rangers I'm riding my bike down whatever the main street is in PB and there standing there was Andrew Kashner I stopped with the congrats man and we talked for like 10 minutes he's just like one of the nicest guys wow and you guys were beard buddies for a while yeah he I shaved my uh, beard last year in spring training and he gave me shit every day till it started growing back and then yeah uh, another one was also Will Myers was also really cool. So those are my, those are mine. But like baseball wise, Craig, Craig Kimbrell every time that first month of the year when it was there was a lot of high hopes and he came out into the mound is amazing. Yeah, sounds like fun. Uh, Jabari Blash for me, by the way, for anybody keeping score at home. Uh, question three A, I guess, or three B. Uh, you have a favorite sounder yet? Um, Clint Dempsey. Obviously, he's everyone's fan favorite, but like. He's one of the best American players of all time, so it's cool to have him. Uh, Stefan Fry, our goaltender, is really awesome. He had an amazing save in the championship game last, last year. Uh, in overtime, yeah, that guys. was iconic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Christian Roldan and Jordan Morris are like two guys that are in their early 20s, and they're like best friends and uh, really good at what they do. So they're a lot of fun. So it's been really cool so far with them. All right, nice. Uh, question four, what was your favorite concession stand item at Petco Park? The tri-tip nachos. I thought those were kind of overrated, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, Nikki and I talked them up a lot. You did. Uh, so I, by the time you got them, I get that. The hype That's machine like, was out you, of control. You weren't like a Sakana person either because we talked it up so much. But No, I liked Sakana. Uh, that was our sushi spot in spring training. I actually liked Sakana a lot. Yes, I, when I was in Patrick uh, Patrick's wedding two months ago, we, I made sure we went back and I had my Sakana meal because I couldn't go a year without it. Um, but yeah, no, tri-tip nachos, um, definitely, definitely number one. All right. Question number five. Last was, one. Was Ask you. Who's yours? Uh, hey, this is my show, dude. Um, no. Uh, yeah. It was. Um, I love the fills. Uh, the barbecue, which I know was a uh, you know out, but so was Tri Tip, right? That was a place outside of Petco. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I think most of the stuff there was place stuff you could find other places, but I love the uh, the Diablo sandwich. I think it was called whatever like the pork one was. Out there in center field, I mean, I could eat that stuff. I know some people give the sauce shit. They say it's not that great. But for me, I loved the fills. It was amazing. So that was my go-to. And nothing was better than a hot dog from Randy Jones' barbecue. Well, that goes without saying. Yeah, that was understood. In case you're listening, yeah. RJ, you are obviously far in the boat. Not even listening. That was legit a delicious hot dog. It was huge. Yeah. Well, they didn't. They it took a- it off the menu last year, right? What? Didn't I thought he told us. Or no, that was like the no. broad or the sausage or something. There was something, something that they yeah, used no. to have that they took off. 
Yeah, no, uh, delicious. All right, whatever. Uh, moving on. Uh, question number five. We could not go this whole show without mentioning your beloved Buffalo Bills. Blooper, how many years of your life would you sacrifice to see the Bills win a Super Bowl? Five. Seriously, that many? I'd rather see I'm not... The Knicks are probably my third favorite sports team, but to see them win and how happy it would make my dad and how crazy New York would go would be very high, and the Mets winning is number one. But, yeah, no, five years. I would take, like, ten for the Mets. Ten years off your life for a Mets World Series. No, that's actually bullshit. No, like a year. <laughs> whole freaking decade. It's like, holy I started, shit, I started thinking about it. Like, that's the difference between, like, 80 and 70 or 70 and 60. Or, like, yeah, no, completely, like, a, a few days, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a few days, I'll take a week, a week for any one of those scenarios. I like how this went from 10 years to, yeah, like a long weekend, like a three-day weekend maybe at, at best. I'll do, a I'll do a full week. Oh, man, so much maybe. fun. <laughs> uh, Blooper, man, I had a blast, man. This was a good chatting with you, man. Good catching up. So do we do it again tomorrow and every day for the next few months? Is that how this works? Yeah, and like, you know, 8 a.m. When, when I'm on the East Coast and we can do like nighttime when you're on the West Coast. Yeah, just do it, you know, seven days a week from now until uh, till October. Sweet, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be great. And you didn't have to do anything this time. You just talk. I'm the one doing all the hard work on yeah, all, the, you were like, all this. Well, fixing levels and making sure the mics are fine and teaching me how to use Skype. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's what people don't know. I'm not just, uh, I'm not just a dumb talking head, you know. I actually know how to do some stuff, but I like to let I other people like you. You're kind of dumb talking head. What's that? You're a kind of dumb talking head. Not really dumb, just kind of dumb talking head. You know yeah. how to work Skype and... Audio levels. I know, right? So, like, welcome to 2006, Janela. That's the, the extent of my technological capacity. <laughs> um, you got anything you want to plug, man? Any social media or sounder stuff that people can uh, can go check out? No. Watch CMLS. It's fun. It's good quality stuff. I, I'm really, really loving it. And, again, I hope San Diego gets a team because it would do really well there. And it's so much fun. The games are crazy. All right. Awesome. Well, there you go, dude. Blooper, the one and only Seth Foster. Thanks for helping me celebrate show number 50, brother. I really appreciate it. It was so much fun. Yeah, well, we will have to do it again sometime for sure. Just not just not tomorrow and the day after and the day after that. Um, and thanks to you guys, obviously, for listening and checking out the show and all the episodes along the way. Go to MikeJanella.com. I have all previous episodes that you can listen to if there's ever a guest that you missed and wanted to catch up on. Also, please do subscribe and download and review. We're on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and all that fun stuff. But uh, until next time, I guess, for show number 50 in the books... Here's to uh, many, many more. Blooper, Seth Foster, one more time. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. All right, stay on the line. We'll wrap up uh, once I finish recording here. But for you guys, thanks for listening. We'll try and do better next time. See ya!